It is officially official visit season and plenty of prospects are coming to visit Happy Valley. And there's a lot of guys that Penn State needs in this class of 2024. You are locked on Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much for making Locked on Nittany Lions your first listen and watch every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. My name is Zach Seiko, your host of the show, and I am joined by Dylan Callaghan Crowley, recruiting analyst for Penn State Rivals. And of course, Locked on Nittany Lions is your go-to podcast for Penn State Rivals. Visit happyvalleyinsider.com. Dylan, it's great to have you back because it is officially official visit season. Yeah, Zach, we're now, uh, you know, into the heart of official visit season. A couple colleges or universities, I should say, held official visits in May. But this is the heart of official visit season. That This is where all the fun happens. And it's going to be a busy month of June uh, for Penn State. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Dylan, before we lay it all out, because, of course, uh, at the airing of this episode, uh, Penn State's going to have one of its big dates for Friday, June 2nd. So you'll get the full preview there. And then, of course, we'll start to look at the 9th and just some of the upcoming weekends that Penn State has slated. But uh, it's mostly a deep dive into the 2nd through the 4th here with the camp and the official visits for the prospects. And Dylan, where can everyone keep up with your work as you are constantly covering all of these things going on? You can follow me on Twitter at RivalsDylanCC and as well on uh, Happy at Happy Valley Insider, PennState.Rivals.com. All right. No more time to waste. There's plenty of prospects that Penn State's going to be hosting for Friday, June 2nd. And of course, they're going to have the camp on Sunday, June 4th. Uh, Friday, June 2nd is very interesting because there's a lot of prospects that at the moment are not, or actually they are committed to other places. Uh, You do have the one, Kari Jackson's going to be coming up and visiting uh, Penn State and having that official visit, but he's already committed. Whereas there's a bunch of other prospects. You look at the list. Liam Andrews, Chance Robinson, who I was alluding to, is committed to Miami. You have Chris Cole, who's becoming every day all the more an intriguing prospect at linebacker. Uh, other kids like Jalen Hornsby, Jalen Harvey, who Penn State looks like they have the inside track for. And then some other guys like Xavier Gilliam, Dewan Lane. This is just to name a bulk of them, of course. We're kind of going to go through all of the prospects uh, as a whole. But Dylan, which prospect in that I kind of just outlined or that is going to be visiting over the course of this weekend, Friday, June 2nd and, and beyond here is the most important to Penn state right now. That's a good question. I think I would have to go with uh, either Jalen Harvey or Liam Andrews. Um, you look at Harvey, that's a kid they've been after for forever. Now, somebody yeah. that we've had future cast the land with Penn state since last October, or November, uh, he says he doesn't want to make a decision until December. I have a hard time believing that's what's going to actually happen. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, defensive end is a position of need in this class still. As his defensive tackle where Liam Andrews would fit in, uh, he is, Andrews is listed as an offensive tackle, but he could play on the other side of the ball at the next level. Uh, but going back to Harvey quickly, uh, one of the most sought-after uh you know, outside linebackers, defensive ends in the country has offers from nearly everywhere. Penn State's been on him forever. 
uh, twitchy, very athletic, would uh, fit the mold of what Penn State likes in our defensive end. Uh, so I would say him. And then Andrews, as I mentioned, defensive tackle is a big need in this class as well. Defensive tackle is always a need for Penn State, uh, to say the least. Uh, and that's another kid who, you know, uh, they led for, for quite a while. Then they kind of lost a little bit of momentum with him, and they picked it back up after he visited earlier this spring. Uh, and going into this visit, I'm not expecting, you know, a commitment coming out of it, but I think they could set a pretty high bar this weekend that carries them through the rest of the month and eventually uh, potentially to a commitment down the road. Uh, if I'm going to be honest now, of course, you're the recruiting analyst, right? So I'm not going to challenge you. I agree that overall it's Jalen Harvey, but if we really have to get specific based on sure. need, sure. the other Jalen, Jalen Hornsby, uh, yeah. someone who just transferred to Bill Belton's school, right? Winslow, New Jersey. Yeah. Uh, that's where Bill Belton and Christian Hackenberg are both coaching. Bill Belton, of course, played for Bill O'Brien, but still has an incredible relationship with James Franklin. And of course, Christian Hackenberg's over there as the coach, as I mentioned too. So this has become partially a Penn State pipeline and Jalen Hornsby fits the position of need wide receiver. No, yeah, absolutely. I, I agree that Hornsby, Hornsby is probably be my number three guy on that list. Okay. Um, and uh, definitely, yeah, definitely a guy that we should keep a close eye on, somebody that we have future cast to the land of Penn State as well, and I think there's a good chance that does happen. Could he shut down the recruitment after this weekend? I wouldn't be shocked. He's a guy that we've thought has been close for a while now. Um, and probably the only reason I haven't I, – I didn't say him among those top two is just because there's, you know, a guy, another guy that we'll talk about in Chance Robinson who's also on campus. you got to – a Nicholas Marsh who's coming to campus next week. And yeah. so there's a few guys I think maybe a little bit higher on the board that they have a good shot with still coming. But Hornsby's a guy that I, I I don't want to say, well, I mean, I have a future cast in, so I expect him to be part of this Penn State class at some point. Uh, but he's definitely one of the, you know, bigger names and guys to know on campus this week. Well, let's go to Chance Robinson then because that was next on my list and then you already brought him up. He He's a hard commit right now, verbal commit to Miami of Florida. Sure. He's from that same high school that King Mac is from, St. Thomas Aquinas. Yeah. Of course, they missed out on Conrad Hussey, who ultimately flipped to Florida. That was such a weird – we don't need to get into it, Dylan, but yeah, that was no. such a weird dynamic. It's, but <laughs> from, it's The only thing I'll say is it's funny yeah. because if you asked me uh, in – july of which one of those guys i thought would flip elsewhere it would have been king mac and not conrad mm. hussey hussey of course was in that class longer than mac was yeah. but uh, yeah that was definitely a, an interesting recruitment uh to the very end yeah hussey committed i had to go back and like just kind of go through my notes or you know do some mental preparation here right and it yeah i reminded myself yeah hussey helped recruit king mac to penn yep. state and then mac stayed and hussey uh, ultimately it's, we, it's what makes recruiting fun yeah yeah very <laughs> make you make you sweat a little bit uh so here's the case uh, another but the the commonality here is that chance robinson attends st thomas aquinas high school down in the florida area that is where king mac attended that is where conrad hussey attended so what i'm getting at is that penn state has had a good relationship with recruiting high school players from particularly that school, the fact that Robinson's even taking a visit here seems at least intriguing to for for this point in time, even though he's committed to Miami. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'll say it. I, I think it's uh, – I, I wouldn't say a, a 
long, long shot, but I, I wouldn't hold my breath if I'm a Penn State fan in this one. Yeah. I think flipping him away from Miami is going to be really tough. Uh, I mean, the Hurricanes uh, have uh, obviously a lot to offer uh, on and off the field there. Um, if uh, I'm sure some people are hint- getting what I'm hitting at there with NIL. Um, but um, I, I do think Penn State has a chance here to make some noise in this recruitment. Uh, they've been recruiting him for two, nearly three years now. They've recruited him hard for that entire time. Uh, he's been to campus multiple times. He was for, uh, at the whiteout last year, and that opened his eyes. I, I have no doubt that he's going to have a great official visit to Penn State this weekend. Yeah. Um, I just I, – I, I, just are not sure how big the gap is between Miami and Penn State right now. And if, if they can make that close, maybe they get him thinking. But I, I do think it's going to be ultimately tough to flip him. But I'm not going to rule it out either. It just if I'm a Penn State fan, I'm not going to hold my breath that that's something that's going to happen. But, uh, you know, stranger things have happened. And, and we'll hopefully get a better idea of where his recruitment sits overall coming out of uh, this official visit. Yeah, he's a rival's top 250 player, uh, so he, he is very talented And why Penn State, at least Penn State has his attention and he has Penn State's attention here, uh, but he has been committed to Miami of Florida. And again, he's from the area, so uh, maybe maybe King Mac shows up and says, hey, yep. you know, how, how's it going? <laughs> but there's plenty of prospects that are going to be on I, campus. I can, assure, I can assure you that uh, King Mac will be in some way uh, – involved in that official visit for sure. There's plenty of other prospects as well, just for Friday, June 2nd. Of course, we're going to talk about the camp that's being just in general, what Penn state is able to get out of these camps that they do host before we move any further, Dylan, let's hear from our sponsor of today's episode. And that is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Make a fast break over to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs. The finals are here because right now new customers can get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That is right. $1,000 in bonus bets back. If your first bet doesn't win no sweat right great promotions every day safe and secure app and my favorite feature you get paid instantly when you win there's no better place to bet all the playoff action than america's number one sports book so visit fanduel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars that is fanduel.com slash locked on fanduel official sports betting partner of the nba and again, thanks so much for making Locked On Nittany Lines your first listen and watch every single day. Penn State rivals making Locked On Nittany Lines your go-to podcast. Visit happyvalleyinsider.com for all the latest, especially with Penn State football recruiting. Of course, you can check out men's basketball, general football coverage. But this is this is the heart of recruiting. Penn State doesn't have success in 2023 or beyond if it doesn't do what it's doing right now. Dylan, uh, and you're the person to bring on to preview these weekends. And of course, we're going to be doing this pretty regularly, right? You know, there's yeah. the, there's Friday, June 9th coming up. Of course, every single Friday is going to have a, a different group of recruits for Penn State to make an impression on, right? To, to yeah. get them to commit or solidify it. Because we look at Friday, June 9th, for example, there's a lot of guys that are verbally committed, but they're coming back on for official visits to sure. either solidify or do something else for some of those uncommitted prospects. We were talking about that a little before the podcast started, Dylan, uh, whether or not Friday, June 2nd was more important or Friday, June 9th was more important. And you tell me Friday, June 9th, I said, you know, well, it's got to be the second because there's a lot of uncommitted players visiting, but it, it seems like 
there are some household names for recruits that are coming on the ninth and Penn state strategically has a bulk of its class coming who are already committed to them. Sure. Yeah. And I, I don't want to take away anything from this weekend. I mean, um, right. and I, I mentioned it uh, on uh, our happy Valley insider podcast as well, um, which it, if people want to take a listen to great. Uh, but I mean, we we're going over pretty much all the information we went over here, just a little bit more in depth on these guys. But um, I mentioned on that, that this weekend, by no means is a is a bad weekend for our first weekend of official visits. This is a very good weekend for anybody. I mean, your first official visit weekend is usually one of your smaller ones. You're you're trying to you know uh, test the waters of maybe some different ideas that you're running, see how it goes. For the lack of better words, it's sometimes like a guinea pig weekend uh, mm-hmm. where you you, you just want to see how your new tactics are going. Maybe you have a new idea for an official visit. Uh, you know activity or so on and so forth but uh, over the last few weeks uh, or days uh, even this official visit weekend has become a really deep one for penn state and uh, you know recruiting you, you either want to get that first official vi- official visit to set the bar high or you want to get the last official visit so you can kind of uh, you know be the last thing on that player's mind potentially before they de- uh, sorry before they commit now with players getting more than five official visits now and uh, we'll see how that affects recruitments going forward. It's going to be hard to say just off the 2024 class. I think we're going to have to see through a few classes. But now with that, it may make it more interesting because you never really know when the last one could be. If you're that in the past, if you're that fifth official visit, you'd love it. But now it, it, they have unlimited visits, so we'll see. But this is a really great week, and I mean, there's – uh, Liam Andrews, Jalen Harvey, we talked about Chance Robinson. I mean, there's these are, there's a lot of household names in this yeah. uh, weekend as well. Uh, so, yeah, definitely a very good week for Penn State. But next weekend, uh, we'll talk about next week, but Jamonte Waller, Nick Marsh, uh, the list goes on and on. Those are the guys that are going to make or break Penn State's 2024 recruiting class when it comes to team ranking. Uh, I think this class is still you know going to finish top 15 in the country, but if you can go out and land the likes of a Jumonte Waller and Nick Marsh uh, and a few of those other guys, you have a chance to be even higher. Uh, and this week, you know, you got the headliners and Andrews, Harvey Robinson, you can even put the horns being there, but then you have a lot of nice uh, supplemental pieces as well, uh, which we'll talk about here uh, in a few minutes. Yeah. Let's get back to those individual prospects for Friday, June 2nd, specifically. And one of them, and Penn state's not only targeting high school recruits, uh, they are also going after JUCO prospects as well. And one that is visiting is Sione Laulea out of the West Coast. I mean, this is com- literally out of left field when it comes yeah. uh, for Penn State, Ge- <laughs> metaphorically and geographically. Uh, this is someone who is really tall, defensive back. He's six foot four. Uh, does Penn State even have a shot with someone like Laulea? I'm glad he's taken a visit. He's a very intriguing prospect. We've seen Penn State have success with Juco players, of course, in the secondary, might I add. Jair Brown, yep. Jaquan Brisker as of late. We'll see how someone like Tyrese Mills ends up panning out. Of course, this is Lackawanna in the state of Pennsylvania specifically. But now uh, Penn State, of course, able to use that as evidence and say, well, if you're a Juco prospect and you're lurking, looking to take your game to the next level, this is where you come. So what is Penn State's pitch, and do they have a chance for someone who is really out of the area like this in Laulea? 
Yeah, I, I think they do. And uh, I'll be honest, his recruitment, I haven't been able to get a ton on. It, it's It's been a quad yeah. recruitment overall. Juco prospects generally are tougher to get a little bit of a grasp on. They talk less than uh, high school recruits. Um, they don't post on social media as much. It, it's just a tougher recruitment to get a grasp of generally. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm still kind of learning most uh, more about his recruitment, but I do know that Utah is also in the mix here. And I believe he also has an official visit set to Utah. But I, I definitely think Penn State has a chance. And th- there's just something about – this that makes me feel like they have a very good chance. I mean, a kid from California is if he doesn't have serious interest in Penn State, he's not taking this official visit, no, wasting his time. time. Yeah, yeah, wasting his time <laughs> traveling across the country, uh, and then having to travel back across the country. But I mean, he is exactly what Penn State loves to recruit. Uh, six foot four, that is a very tall and lengthy cornerback. Terry Smith loves that. That's what they look for. Uh, he would certainly be one of the bigger ones um, in the room if he would commit to Penn State. But I think if you're Penn State, your pitch is, look what we just did with Joey Porter Jr. Look what we're doing with Kalen King. Uh, you can come in. Uh, and, you, you know, you can mention Jair Brown and uh, uh, Brisker. Brisker. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Um uh, from the Juco ranks as well. Yep. Uh, and, and say you can come in and be part of this room next year. And you look at Penn State's cornerback room, there's got to be plenty of opportunities next year for playing time for whether it's a, a freshman, a retro freshman, or a Juco corner. Uh, so I, I think your pitch to him is come in, make an immediate impact next year. Uh, and look what we've done with our guys now. You could be headed to the NFL. Uh, maybe even after one year or two years, I, I got to see how much eligibility he has left, mm-hmm. but uh, certainly he's an intriguing prospect at that size. And I really do think they have a great shot. Um, Utah is always a sneaky team to beat. I think in recruiting, especially yeah, for, that's West fair. Coast, for West coast kids, Utah's never going to be a team that recruits, you know, top 25 recruiting classes at any consistent level. Uh, I'm not even sure where they came in last year. I know it wasn't terribly high, but Utah can go out and get some of these, you know, really, really nice under the radar prospects like him. Uh, so I wouldn't rule out Utah here, but my gut really tells me there's a Penn State has a really good shot here uh, at landing him. I think if Penn State's going to make any recruiting pitch, just show them the box score from the Rose Bowl. If it really yeah, comes I down mean, to Penn State and Utah. Absolutely. <laughs> and he has a really good offer sheet too: Arizona, yeah. Colorado, Florida State. Iowa State, Miami, Oklahoma, Oregon, USC, Utah. I mean, it's not like this kid is completely flying under radar. He's pretty well wanted out there. And I think that it means on that Penn State's getting the first fizzle visit here. Yeah, uh, Brigham Young, I think he took a visit there. That's at least what Rivals has up about him, uh, that he took a visit, a couple visits back yeah. in March, that he went to Miami yeah. of Florida, and then he went to uh, Brigham Young. But, yeah, no, Penn State uh, definitely has just – I, I like the potential of it. I, I like the size uh, uh, and where where he would play. Maybe they do shift him to safety. Maybe they uh, keep him at cornerback. Uh, and Penn State, I think, still needs cornerback help. Uh, Davian Collins doesn't really solve any problems in the immediate. I think he's Daquan Hardy's replacement after Hardy finishes his last season in 2023. Yep. Uh, but Storm Duck was supposed to come in and contribute right away. And yep. maybe that's something uh, Lalea can do. Oh, uh, 
We'll see how it turns out. Locked on Nittany Lions is your official go-to podcast for Penn State rivals. Visit happyvalleyinsider.com today for all the latest on Penn State recruiting. Dylan, let's move to the final segment here, and this is going to just wrap up the official visits that are happening. Friday, June 2nd, of course, uh, there's a camp on the 4th. There's going to be more camps that Penn State's hosting, so we're just going to get a general idea of that as well here. Uh, Dylan, there's Chris Cole is going to be visiting. Dewan Lane is going to be visiting as well. Kari Jackson, already committed linebacker. Anthony Specka is committed in this class as well. Penn State has two true Mike linebackers already. And from what I've heard is that it's going to be difficult to get more linebacker commits, like true ones that will play. You know, we'll see what happens ultimately with a guy like Jalen Harvey, who's an edge, who is a really good defensive end, but he's six foot two. I'm not saying that he can't play defensive end because he's got a high motor. So he can, he's yep. the one that can handle it based on his size What Penn state likes the denied Dennis Sutton prototypes, yep. six foot four, six foot five, et cetera. That's, that's not my point here. Penn state already has two true middle linebackers in this class. So is that going to be off putting for guys like Cole and for lane? I, I don't think so. And, and you look okay. at, you look at Dewan lane, uh, yeah, it's really intriguing to see where he uh, ends up or starts. I, I do think Penn State. I do know Penn State is recruiting him as a safety right now. Okay, but I mean, you look at that six foot three frame. He could easily move to linebacker at the next level. But I think right now you sell him on coming to Penn State being a safety. Penn State's done well with those tall, lengthy safeties in the past, and I, I there's know. no reason they can't do well going forward again. Uh, so I think you sell him on being a safety. He's very similar to a Dakari Nelson type prospect. Yeah, An- another tall, lengthy, well-built safety. Who, if safety doesn't work out for him, he can easily just drop down to linebacker. And I think that's the same thing with Lane. Cole is interesting. Um, another guy, six three, two hundred five, who I think you can uh, kind of use as almost like a hybrid type guy between a defensive end linebacker. Um, and this is one that really has picked up over the last few months uh, and weeks for Penn State. He'll take an official visit of Penn State, Notre Dame, and Miami's also on tap. He's also got Georgia, Alabama. So this is not a recruitment that's going to be an easy one to win anytime soon for Penn State, I think. I think this one could go on for a little bit. Um, but uh, I, I don't think having the two linebacker guy, commits in the class is going to take away from uh, their chances with either one of those. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, if, they're, if you're Cole – uh, for example, and you got an offer from Alabama and Georgia. Uh, Penn State has a good linebacker room. Alabama and Georgia have better linebacker rooms. I mean, it, 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 if you're going to shy away from talent uh, or competition at one place, uh, you you probably shouldn't end up going to Alabama or Georgia either. Um, so I, I think uh, unless they're scared of competition, I, I don't think it's going to bother either one of them in their recruitment for Penn State. And I think if you're Penn State, you sell what you've done with fast, twitchy linebackers, Micah Parsons, Abdul Carter. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying Cole or you know Lane is the next one of those, but uh, Penn State, while linebacker has had some rough spots over the last few years, has also had quite a few bright spots. Yeah, and Penn State traditionally, I've the everydayers know this. I brought this up before that Penn State likes to recruit linebackers, and this maybe has shifted a little bit since Manny Diaz is in the fold. But when it was Brent Pride, they like to recruit positionless linebackers yes. where you can play any of those spots: the Mike, Plug the Will, yep. the Sam. Kobe King was the one to break that trend of recruiting a tip like your prototype 
of a Mike linebacker. And now you have Specka and you have Kari Jackson as well. So it's not, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. It's not like they couldn't play any of those other spots, but they are more of your, you know, Hey, they're the captain of the defense. They're going to make the calls on the field, which is good for Penn state. Exactly. And uh, I think that that's a great way to, you look at Jackson and you look at Specka, neither one of them are the, you know, overly athletic linebackers, but they're very good, well-rounded, uh, high football IQ linebackers who you can put into the middle of a defense. And, yeah, they're not going to make the plays that an Abdul Carter goes out and makes, but you can trust them to go out there, uh, make the routine plays, be able to be the quarterback of the defense and help be a leader on the defense. As far as the type of player, you know, yeah. I'm going to use this at Paul Puzlesny. Dan Connor, that's more of who you could compare them to as opposed to a Micah Parsons exactly. uh, and, and an Abdul Carter. Just I would say that Jalen Harvey might be on pace to fill that that Micah Parsons sure. role, potentially. Potentially, if they can get him to commit, right? Uh, yep. So it's similar, Dylan, a similar frame with the way that I want to discuss a, a position here, offensive line, because Penn State now, you look at who they have committed, and I'm going to go up and I'm going to go up yep. and down the list here. No particular order of how you know I'm rating them or how I like yep. them, but of course, Garrett Sexton, Egan Boyer, Caleb Brewer is listed as an athlete, but he's someone that could play offensive line as well. Of course, Cooper Cousins and Donovan Harbor, when it comes to headliner prospects for offensive line, those are your two guys. Penn State right now potentially has five offensive linemen in this group. And we mentioned Liam Andrews as being one of the favorites to potentially commit to Penn state and somebody that Penn state really does want them to commit. And and this is something that I'm probably going to ask again later on, depending, you know, depending on who it is to get their opinion, but I definitely want your perspective on this. Can Penn state have too many offensive linemen commits because you look at Friday, June 2nd here and Penn state has even more coming and more that are interested. Are they, uh, are they saying, well, that's a little off-putting because you already have five people in the mix, but yet they have guys like Derek Plaz who are coming, Ty Hilton, and Liam Andrews, of course. Uh, so Penn State, are they going to finish with eight, nine offensive line commits in this class? I don't, I don't think that's feasible. No, I don't think we're going to see eight, nine. I do think um... – Let's for now not count Caleb Brewer as an offensive okay. well, for the okay. sake of conversation. Let's, sure. just count, sure. let's just count him as an athlete. That's what Penn State recruited him. I do think he probably ends up on the offensive line at the next level. Uh, but they talked about him playing defensive tackle. They've talked about him playing tight end. He's a mega. He's a sorry. He's a a mega me, mega Barnwell. Matthias yeah, he's Barnwell. A me, he's a mega Barnwell type yeah. uh, uh, athlete. Um, uh, I was trying trying to say mega athlete, but I knew that wasn't the right word. But that is, but that is what Barnwell yeah. was. Yeah. He could play. He played defense. They there was talk that they'd move him to defensive tackle. He's yeah. starting out at tight end right now. Yeah. He could bulk up and be in uh, a tackle. Uh, it's kind of the same case. I get. I totally get what you're saying. Jumbo athlete. He's a jumbo athlete. Jumbo there athlete. Go. There, we, there go. we go. Um, Yeah. So let's let's just call it Brewer what he is right now. A jumbo athlete. I do think offensive line is potentially so. That leaves them with uh, four offensive linemen and Boyer, Sexton, Cousins, Harbor. Uh, you look at it, Boyer and Sexton obviously are going to start out uh, at offensive tackle. Tackle Cousins, I believe, is an interior guy for them. Harbor, yep. also an interior guy for them. Uh, so you got two guards. Uh, you got two tackles. Uh, Cousins also could play center if needed, I believe, uh, yep. or if that's where they want to put him. Um, 
So I, I still think they want to add uh, another two, maybe three offensive linemen. And I think it depends on who that third guy is. I think they definitely want at least two more. Uh, with Liam Andrews, um, we do have him ranked as an offensive tackle right now. But Andrews actually, uh, it sounds like, prefers to want to start on the defensive side of the low, ball next at the next level. Yeah. So they are kind of recruiting him as a defensive tackle first here, but they are also recruiting as an offensive lineman. Uh, so if he would end up committing, Penn State can easily point to that and say, hey, he's he's kind of positionless right now. He may play defensive tackle. So don't worry about that when it comes to, you know, a crowded room. You look like, you look at Plaz and uh, Hilton, two guys that have kind of recently emerged uh, both of them are guys to know. I think Hilton's a little bit of a longer shot to land. Plaz, I, I think they could ultimately land, but I'm not sure where exactly he is on that board right now. They're still trying to work out, again, Kevin Haywood on campus. Yeah, yeah. For a, that would have to be a midweek official visit. His official visit weekends on official visit schedule for the weekends is full with Auburn, Kentucky, USC, Wisconsin. So if he gets on campus, it would have to be a midweek visit that is yet to come to fruition. He would, of course, at 6'7", fill in at the offensive tackle spot. Yep. Um, Pla- so Pla- go back to Plaz and Hilton. Definitely think they could end up in this class. Uh, Plaz more so than Hilton. Um, but they do have a couple other guys. Let me pull up the list here quickly. Yeah. Um, one guy that I don't believe is no longer taking an official visit is uh, pa- Paki Fanu out of California. He committed to Washington uh, yep. in May. Um, but Ethan Callaway and Kai Greer are the other two guys that you're going to want to look at that offensive tackle spot if Kevin Haywood doesn't come to fruition. I could see them uh, wanting to take uh, – one or both of those guys, it's one of those things I think if you're Penn State, you can never have too many offensive linemen. Uh, obviously, you're not going to take eight or nine, but I, this is why I think they could take uh, six or seven because you say wow. they have four right now. That's another – another. you go two, you go two guards, one tackle, one guard, two tackles, uh, depending on how they want to see this play out. But, uh, I mean, Ethan Callaway, six foot seven, 300 pounds, fits right into what they've been doing on the offensive line of this cycle taking really big kids. Um, I mean, Sexton, uh, Boyer are both six foot seven, six foot eight. Uh, They're not shying away from size. And people were complaining for the longest time that Penn State, you know, wasn't recruiting, you know, big offensive linemen. They're now going after those big offensive linemen. I mean, how many offensive linemen out there do you see at six foot eight? Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I I do think they're going to take – if we say they have four right now, I think they're going to take a two or three more. Wow. But I, I don't think I, – again, I don't think it's it, – it may for some guys, but I think it's going to have a huge impact because uh, for the kids these that Penn State's going – for the schools that Penn State's going up against with for these kids, you're going into offensive line rooms that are just as good, if not better. Very well put. No, I wanted to get your perspective on that. Let's not leave them off the list because I think we've covered every single prospect that's visiting, at least in the immediate weekend. Of course, we're going to do this again to cover the yeah. 9th, the 16th, et cetera. And that's the last one's David Pali Pali, yeah. uh, defensive tackle, a big kid, six foot two, six foot three, 300 pounds, 
looks like Michigan has the inside track on getting his services. Just what do you like about him as a prospect and can Penn state ultimately land him? Yeah. So I would definitely agree that Michigan is the leader here. Um, yeah. And this is an official visit that got scheduled. Uh, it was scheduled. It then was not going to happen. And that Penn state got it to happen this weekend. And it's good that Penn state got to have got him on cam- is going to get him on campus this week because if he took that official visit to Michigan, which I believe is next weekend, I don't think he gets back to Penn state. Um, no. I, I think this is a, an official visit that Penn state is going to try their hardest to just regain momentum and make him think more uh, about his recruitment see if they can get him to swing momentum back their way because Michigan has established a big lead in this recruitment. And if he got to Ann Arbor before visiting Penn State again, I I think he would have committed to Ann Arbor on his official visit next week. That's still quite a possibility. I still think the Wolverines are the firm leaders here. Uh, But like I said, perhaps Penn State gives them something to think about here. Uh, and can swing a little bit of momentum to their side. That's all you can ask for at that at this point is kind of to delay a potential commitment, continue to talk to him, try to swing momentum back your way. Um, but it's, it's going to take a lot to get uh, Polly Polly to the A lines at this point, in my opinion. All right, let's do this quickly because I did promise it. And we don't have a list of who's all going to attend, but we know how important these camps. Of course, there's one uh, Sunday, June 4th. There's going to be one the 11th later on and the 16th, just all, all over the place that Penn State has these camps where they see prospects. And that's I, I don't want to bring him up because now he's committed to Georgia, but something like Yazid Haynes. Uh, yep. did this impressed at a camp ultimately landed an offer didn't stick with the Nittany Lions but let's forget about that last part and hopefully uh, more, the the middle part of the story can stay right for sure that they look at prospects and they get them to commit uh, so what do these camps do for Penn State yeah so these camps for Penn State you know serve uh, a good purpose one is you get you can get some of your top targets on campus you'll get some of your a lot of your commits that are local on campus as well get your coaching staff to get early one-on-one time kind of with those commitments and top targets. But also it allows Penn state to get a look at guys uh, for down the road, a guy who attended camp last year, Ethan Grunkmeyer. And at the time he was wow. a name, he was a name we, we knew about. I think we reported that he was yeah. at that camp, but nobody knew that a year later he would be committed to Penn state as their quarterback in the 2024 recruiting class. Uh, you know, at the time, we probably thought, hey, this is a kid that, hey, maybe a nice G5 quarterback or something like that. But now here we are. A year later, he blew up, and now he's Penn State's quarterback admit. So this gives him a chance to see guys that we may not necessarily think are, you know, future mini lines, but it gives them a good opportunity to see them close, uh, you know, up close and personal uh, and, you know, get that in-person evaluation. So for down the road, that – Perhaps your board isn't shaping out the way you wanted it to originally. You, you're, you're confident in your evaluation of some of these guys that you can throw an offer to and see it, what interest is there. And uh, perhaps you add another Grunkmeyer. Also, it serves a chance for maybe some guys at Penn State is uh, thinking about offering or uh, not sure where they want them on their board. Uh, perhaps a guy like a, uh, Peter Gonzalez, who yeah, Penn State's in his top three. Uh, Penn State does like him. 
Um, and there's a, I, I believe Richie uh, confirmed earlier today that uh, he is going to be uh, probably taking an official visit, uh, not this weekend or next weekend, but June 16th weekend. Okay. Uh, but uh, I believe he'll be on campus Sunday for Penn State's official, uh, sorry, for Penn State's first prospect camp here. It'll give Penn State a great chance to see what he looks like this spring. He's been testing really well this spring. Uh, he had a knee injury last year, which kind of affected him during the season and last offseason. Uh, but now, now that he's fully healthy, they get a close, you know, up close and personal look at him. They can see what he looks like in person. So if that official visit happens in two weeks and, you know, he's coming out of that saying, hey, I want to join uh, the, the program, they're, they at that moment know whether they want to take him or not. So it offer, also offers opportunities like that for the prospects for Penn State to get a better idea where they want these kids on their board. If they were wanting to commit to Penn state, were they willing to take those commitments and, and just, it works out the finer details for the board. I think for those guys that they can't get on campus. Dylan, it's great to have these conversations officially official visit season is underway. Dylan, thanks for the time again. And where can people keep up with what you do personally? Yep, on Twitter, at Rivals, Dylan CC, and then over at Happy Valley Insider at PennState.Rivals.com. All right. It won't be long until we do this again, uh, and I can't wait until we get to preview the the next weekend of recruits that are going to be up for Penn State. Yeah, it should be fun. We'll have plenty to talk about again.